Welcome to the Midlife Rise and Thrive podcast. I am your host, Dr. Sarah Poldmay. If you have been wondering how to feel your best in mind, body, and spirit as you navigate through midlife, then this is the show for you. Each week, I'm sharing accessible education, heartfelt stories, and exclusive interviews. We will be talking about everything from health and wellness to sex and relationships and the many challenges and opportunities that come with midlife. It's time to take charge and live fully with intention as you write your next chapter. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. I am so happy to bring Tara DeLeon on the show today. Tara is an award-winning personal trainer who helps people to feel badass and confident by teaching them to lift heavy weights. She has a master's in human movement, sports conditioning, and over 15 different fitness certifications. She loves to travel, hates cantaloupe, and lives in Edgewater, Maryland with her amazing husband, awesome toddler, and a fun pup. Welcome, Tara. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. I am so excited that you accepted the invite to be on the show. Tara, you are one of my favorite business besties, and I have done personal training with you in the past, and I can say you really do know your stuff. Oh, so, thank you. Yeah, so I'm super excited to have you share this knowledge with all of the listeners, and let's get into it. I wanted to talk to you today a little bit about one of the main hurdles that women in midlife face when trying to exercise and stay fit. And that big hurdle is time. So I thought we could just talk about time, exercise, how to make time, how to be efficient with your time and all of that good stuff. Yeah. I think one of the, like one of my personal mottos is do less. And I know that sounds crazy because we're always trying to do more, more, more. But I really feel like particularly in the midlife, because we're so busy with our career, with kids, with maybe aging parents, like we have a lot going on. Mm -hmm. So that is like the time to embrace the concept of doing less. And if you are like a gym rat and you love going to the gym and that is your therapy, by all means, keep doing that. But if you're like many people and the gym is kind of a struggle to fit in and it may not be your favorite place on earth, like I would very much encourage you to start by doing like what I call the BAM, the bare ass minimum. Uh, <laughs> so find, Can I just repeat that for a second? Do less. In fact, Tara recommends that you do the bare ass minimum. BAM. Love it. <laughs> There's like, you know, two schools of thought in personal training, right? And you know, half the people think like, oh my gosh, you have to go hard or go home, start really strong, you know, finish strong. And it gets absolutely overwhelming. And then we, what I call should all over ourselves where, you know, we should be doing this, we should be doing that. And then we end up doing nothing because it's overwhelming. If we start on the opposite side with a bare ass minimum, and then we just add a little bit as we can, we get a lot more done consistency is the secret here. Yeah. So by starting really small, you're able to stay consistent. Right. Um, and something is better than nothing. Yes. Every little bit counts. So when it comes that. to like fitting it in, you really have to start to choose what's going to give you the most bang for your buck. 
right? Because if you're only doing like 10 minutes twice a week, you don't want to waste that with something that's not going to give you a lot of return on your investment, you know, like sauntering on the treadmill, for example. <laughs> really want to prioritize those things that are going to be a little bit more challenging and give you that crazy workout that you need so that in 10 minutes you're done. Right. And your results are there. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. The times I've trained with you, we only did 25 or 30 minute sessions and I left there feeling, you know, like my arms were unattached to my body, which was good. <laughs> I had I my muscles like to that. You know, recently, all the way. <laughs> I put myself through one of those workouts and I remember thinking like, oh, 20 minutes, I'm not, you know, this, is it even worth it? And at the end I was like, holy smokes, like mentally, I know this, but putting it and actually doing it is, it feels very different. And it felt very like, you know, vindicating for me. Cause I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we work hard for the time that we're there if we only have a short amount of time. So when we say work hard, can you give a couple examples of of that? Yeah. So the very easiest way to kind of tell how hard you're working is give yourself a scale of one to 10. 10 being like you're going to die, one being like you're on the beach in Hawaii. You know, you want to be somewhere like seven, eight, nine. If I'm glad you didn't say 10. <laughs> yeah, 10 gets a little scary sometimes. Right. We don't want to be there like we're going to die because exercise should be fun. Fun. Yeah, this should not be something that we hate doing. No, no. And I see so much with my patients, especially those that haven't exercised in a while or don't have it as a regular part of their life. They see it as a chore maybe if we use more exciting terminology for for like challenge or you know just looking at it as a game like playing to learn what your body likes and all that that would be better yeah i agree we like forget that like playing is fun as we grow up right so mm-hmm. then all of a sudden everything kind of becomes a chore when we used to enjoy doing stuff like this so kind of like reframing your perspective on like you have to exercise or you get to exercise, you know, can be really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Language is so important. Like, oh, I have to go to the gym or, oh, I get to go to the gym today. You know, just changing one word. Absolutely. So with lifting, I know that when I've seen you, and maybe this isn't what you do with every one of your clients, but it seems like you're a fan of heavy weights. Can you tell us why? Yes, I am a big fan of heavy weights. And can I just clarify, when we talk about heavy, that's different for every person. Mm -hmm. Heavy basically just means that you can only do up to like eight reps before you can't do anymore. So we see a lot of fitness influencers with their like three pound dumbbells and they're doing like sets of a hundred. Like that is so (laughs) lightweight that it's not even effective like guaranteed they did not get those curves from doing those exercises. And what about this? Let's just go there for a second. I have to go there. I don't want life advice from a 20-year-old Instagram model. No offense to each and every one of them out there. But I mean, there's just too much of that out there. (laughs) Like I want the advice from people that have been around a little bit longer. I'm a woman in midlife, so I want 
I want advice from women that have been on this earth for a little bit longer who, you know, have gone through the hormonal changes after childbirth or maybe just, you know, maybe childless women that are 50 years old because our bodies do change and we need to learn and respect how our bodies may like movement later in life. Absolutely. And honestly, like until you have a kid, you can't understand what your body really goes through. Mm -hmm. Like you may understand it on like a technical academic level, but until you've been there, like it's a wild ride. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest, all of us were hot when we were in like our early 20s. So absolutely. Like, hey, do this exercise and look like me is probably not very realistic. Right. Because really, you could look just like that eating cheese fries off the grease truck at college at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> totally. I feel like I remember doing that in college at three. I barely remember. <laughs> it was like a smoke show, right? Right. <laughs> like nothing to be mad about with that body back then, but it certainly wasn't a result of my good choices. Exactly. Thank you. So let's go there from a different um, standpoint then. When when mi midlife hits and maybe you're carrying a little of extra weight that you're not used to or your body doesn't respond to exercise in the same way, are there techniques or tricks or things that you say to women to keep the encouragement? Yes. It's really frustrating, right? When that midlife, you know, happens, all of a sudden, all the things that were working for the past 20 years are now like maybe not working so much. So it gets really frustrating and honestly, in terms of exercise, there's not a lot that you need to do differently. Okay. Um, there's a couple little things like I would be, I would be really cognizant of increasing like cortisol levels all the time. So mm -hmm. our body kind of perceives stress the same, whether it's good stress or bad stress, you know, hormonally, our body reacts the same. So whether it's a hit class or like a death in the family, we're perceiving that pretty comparably. So I would take out some of the more like high intensity, long, like I'm doing an hour long hit class and replace it with what we call LSD. <laughs> Not that fun, but long, slow distance type training. Okay. Um, it's just a little bit more moderate. And you're doing it at a level that's comfortable for you because it's not going to cause that big like stress hormone spike. Okay. Which is huge. I, you know, there's such a connection between your reproductive hormones and what's going on in midlife there and your stress hormones and how your blood sugar responds to both foods, exercise, stress, all of that. So thank you for making that point because there aren't any huge changes, but for each woman, there might be different ways that we need to tweak our exercise so that it works for us. It's also super important, you know, of course, you know me and my heavyweight training. <laughs> if you haven't been heavyweight training and you're at this point, like you need to start because bone loss is really common, particularly in white and Asian women, but in everybody once we hit that midlifetime. So it's really important to start adding in that weight training so that we can prevent things like osteoporosis, osteopenia, sarcopenia as we age, because that's the kind of stuff that's going to make you feel old. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I see that so much. It's important to add in like a little bit of like high impact stuff, assuming you don't already have those issues and then making sure you're putting some like weight on your muscles so that you can really build them because muscles pull on tendons, tendons pull on bones, and it strengthens all three of those things by weight training. 
Yeah, absolutely. And in midlife, it is very common for women to have a lot of joint issues. So working with a professional to help to see what would be safe in those aspects can be important too, especially if you are experiencing aches and pains with midlife. 100%. And it's going to make those joints feel better too, because the stronger we can get the muscle like around the joint, the more it's going to stabilize and support it. Yeah, so like bones and cartilage taking the brunt of everything. It'll be the muscles, which is like what they're made for. Absolutely. So besides the heavy lifting, are there other types of cardio that you would recommend besides the slow <laughs> burn? Yes. Sounds miserable. You know, it's always good if you have time. But most of us, like we talked about earlier, are pretty like time crunched. I know myself, I'm like kind of like almost in the midlife time, but I also still have a toddler. So time is precious to me. And one of the ways that I kind of keep my cardio health in check is by doing what we call Tabata. Okay. So Tabata gets its name from this Japanese guy that invented it. And essentially what you do is 20 seconds of all out intensity, like literally as hard as you can, you know, as much as possible, followed by a 10 second recovery. And I know you're listening to that going 20 seconds of work and 10 second recovery. That sounds like it sucks. Yes, it does. <laughs> it's not at all fun, I promise. But the real upside here is that you repeat that eight times, which is four minutes. Okay. And in four minutes, you have the same cardiovascular benefits as you would with like a 20 minute jog outside. All right. Okay. We get it done in like less than a quarter of the time. And how often, how many times a week would you recommend incorporating Tabata into your routine at most? Because I know with HIIT exercise, you really need a day in between to recover. Yes. That's a great question. I would say two is fine. Mm -hmm. Three, maybe if you're feeling okay, I would go three, but never more than three. Okay. All right. Because again, it is a stressor to your system. So you want your system to have the time to recover. You want it to recover from that. Traditionally, Tabata is only done with cardio. So if you have like a Peloton at home or something, that is like the perfect place to do it. You want to put on enough resistance so that you're riding the bike. The bike's not riding you. Mm -hmm. Just set your timer for 20 seconds. You know, there's an app you can get for your phone. that's like Tabata timer. And that's all it does. So you don't have to like watch the clock. But you could also do it outside if you're like running in your neighborhood or if you even wanted to incorporate exercises like jump squats or push-ups or I've even done like plank Tabatas before, mm -hmm. you know, all of that would be appropriate too. Okay, great. So we've talked about the type of weight training and then Tabata, which is a great cardio for time management. Are there other sneaky ways that you can fit in exercise when you don't necessarily have time to travel to and from the gym? Yeah. You don't need to go to the gym to get in a good workout. Yeah. You know, that sounds nuts because I'm a total gym rat and I work in a gym and I love seeing people there, but you know, you have everything you need in your house, honestly. So I like to look for little ways to fit in fitness in the world. So if you go to the mall or something like just particularly on purpose, park far away. Right. Get those extra steps in. You know, I have like a weird rule for my life where if I'm going up seven flights of stairs or less, I'll take the stairs. Mm -hmm. If it's eight or more, I'll take the elevator. <laughs> and my husband makes fun of me every single time. <laughs> ah, that's what he's there for. <laughs> right, that's their job. 
And I will tell you that every single time I beat his elevator taken ass to the floor we're getting to. <laughs> I love so, that. <laughs> I'm usually standing there like waiting when the doors open. Right, right. I think that's trying to like common. pretend like I'm not out of breath mostly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Little things like that, like carry all your groceries in in one hand if you can. Mm -hmm. As long as you don't have arthritis or something, like just kind of look for ways to make your life just a little bit harder. When stairs got easy for me, I started taking them like two at a time. Right. You know, that's also awesome for your booty, by the way. Yeah. And that goes to why it's so important to exercise, especially as we're getting into midlife. We have to look to the future, right? And make sure that we can carry our groceries in. You know, you can lose enough strength that that becomes a challenge and carrying heavy bags of groceries should not be a challenge. Like we need to make sure that we're physically fit enough to do the activities of daily living so that we can remain independent throughout our old age. That is so important. Another thing that I really think is important is getting down on the floor. Mm. You know, most of us don't even bat an eye about getting down on the floor, but then all of a sudden you wake up in your senior years one day and you're just like terrified to get on the floor. Yeah. Um, so practicing getting up and down off the floor, getting up and down off the floor without using your hands, you know, stuff like that is really, really helpful in this midlife time because you can still do it, but mm -hmm. it may be a little bit harder than you thought it was. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of serves as a wake up call where, hey, if I'm going to live another 20, 30, 40 years, I don't want to be that old lady that like can't get off the floor. So right, I, and it can sneak up on you. Mm -hmm. I see it every day in clinic, and and that's actually something that I I recommend to patients when I'm a little worried about their movement abilities. Is I I show them how to get up and off, up and down <laughs> off the floor because it, it strengthens your deep abdominals. I mean, there's so many benefits to being able to move your body freely throughout space. So. 100%. All right, so we're going to do the bare ass minimum to start if we're not doing that. This is yeah. my new favorite term in life. <laughs> Let me just clarify what your BAM should be for this. Right. Okay. Your bare ass minimum should be lifting twice a week. You could lift for as little as 20 minutes. As okay. long as you format it properly. You know, Sarah, you know that me and you have done this where we superset a lot of stuff. So instead yeah. of lifting, we just do a different muscle group. You know, you can get a whole workout in in 20 minutes. So right. you need to do that twice a week and you need to do your Tabata at least once. Okay. And that's so doable. I mean, that's less than an hour in a week to preserve your physical health. Totally. And and a lot of people find it challenging to wrap their brains around that. And, you know, one of the reasons I started this podcast is because in midlife, it's kind of a chance to push the reset button and and really decide what is important in your life. And maybe movement isn't, and we have to meet people where they are at. But I venture to say I don't use the word should too often, Agreed. but I'm going to use it here. You should move your body. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I mean, it's the only one that we have. They haven't done whole body transplants yet in modern medicine, I don't believe. <laughs> not sure that's happened <laughs> right but for women in midlife again things are changing so we need to honor our bodies and if we do need to find different types of movement that work for us within the constraints that we have which may include time it's really important that we honor that and 
and do that because we feel better. I mean, there's so many studies, I'm sure you could go on for hours, about the mental and emotional benefits of moving your body. And never mind the activities of daily living that we want to make sure that we can continue doing into old age, but just as an immediate benefit, the mental, emotional part is so, so huge. It's so huge. I used to think that like the physical was really the important part of what I did, right? Like I'm helping with activities of daily living. I'm making sure that your body stays strong and you prevent things like heart disease and osteoporosis and arthritis and all sorts of stuff, which is all important. But I really truly believe that like the most important benefit to what I do is helping people feel badass and confident, like getting their self-esteem back so they can walk out that gym, like throw the bar down. Like, yes, I just hit the yard. Let me kick that door open and go conquer the day. Well, it's amazing. You can look in the mirror before you go to the gym and be like, meh, not so much. And then you leave the gym and all of a sudden you're like flexing your biceps in the mirror going, damn, I look good. (laughs) There's a reason like post-workout selfies are a thing. And it's because people are feeling themselves. Yeah. We should feel ourselves all the time. Absolutely. I know it's hard. We like, we don't, I don't feel myself all the time, but it's like impossible to have a bad day after a good workout. That is so true. That is so true. And, you know, doing your workouts in the morning can be amazing because it really does set you up mentally for the rest of your day. Any stressors that come along, your body's already been stressed and then recovered from a stress by working out. So the other stressors will be hopefully a little bit less. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Tara, for being on the show today. I know that you have some amazing content that you can share with our listeners you were working on. Please tell our listeners a little bit about what you're working on. Yes, I've been working on this like 12-week midlife exercise plan that I hope we can like link in the show notes at some point. And Absolutely. With just like kind of the basics, right? Like, so if you listen to this episode and you're going, oh my gosh, I should lift like twice a week, but I don't know what I'm doing. Like I always recommend go get a personal trainer, you know, even if it's just like online mm-hmm. um, if you're training with someone virtually, like, yes, go do that. Get some guidance and accountability so that you're not going to hurt yourself while you're doing it. But if you're pretty comfortable and you know, like, oh, I should be exercising, but I don't really know what to do. This is the plan for you. So okay. we're going to link it and you're going to have your workouts. So you don't have any questions about what you should be doing on what days. Great. So we will definitely link that in the show notes as well as all of your contact information. You do still do virtual training, right, Tara? I do. Okay. I have a custom app that's really super cool because I put your program in there that I create and then there's a video for every exercise. So you don't have to guess like, what's a goblet squat? Like, here's a video. That's exactly what it is. And then you can like kind of fill in how much weight you did, how many sets, how did it feel? You can even take a video of yourself so I can see if you're doing it right. And then it uploads it all to me automatically. And then I can comment on it and be like, whoa, good job. Or whoa, what happened here? Okay, Um, great. You know, and kind of work with people that way. Very cool. I call it all of the accountability and benefits of a personal trainer at a fraction of the price and on your own time. I love that. Bam. There it is. Well, thank you again. And I look forward to continuing on our conversations in the future. Likewise. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, Tara. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Midlife Rise and Thrive podcast. 
Did you know that if you are in the Maryland area, you can actually set up a consultation with me at one of my two clinics. I would absolutely love to meet you. Go to meadowhillwellness.com to find out more and I hope to see you soon.